Hello everyone and welcome back guys to a brand new podcast where today we're here back with episode 39 or episode 40, Jamie, of the Knowing Will podcast. I think we're on episode 39, I want to say, this week. But as always though, you know, if you're watching this on YouTube, again, this one is going to be a bit of a weird hybrid one. Some of it you'll probably want to stick on YouTube for. The other bit you can probably, you know, put your phone down and get on with your day as well there. But today... Yeah, obviously, if you want to go check this out on Spotify, though, we're going to keep plugging that link down below as well. You know, we're, we're trying to slowly build up a following on Spotify so you can help us get one step closer. Uh, that would be greatly, greatly appreciated. But, yeah, of course, obviously, if you want to check out the F1 merch page as well, there will be links down below. Still, currently, the winter sale going on just under a month now until winter testing. So, you know, if you want some cool hats or a T-shirt or something like that to represent for your favourite F1 team, in the new year yeah definitely help click that link down below you help me out as well and help support the channel and make these podcasts possible there you know jamie's got some very very high fees uh, that i have to pay off each week as well i don't come cheap so he certainly doesn't he certainly doesn't but yeah before we dive into it though jamie how how are you getting on mate oh i'm good yeah middle of exams but we're getting through them varying success rates but it's all good so. Yeah, how many, how many exams do you have then out of interest? I have five and I've done three of them. So oh, fair enough. I've so you get two more then. this week, yeah. And then you're all done, are you? I'm done until so, May. <laughs> until May. So next week then we'll jump back in. Jamie's going to be full of energy yeah. and all ready to go <laughs> then. But yeah, like we said today though, as always, there will be timestamps linked down below. What we're going to do for this one, uh, again, we're, we're in the slump of the winter break. There isn't a huge amount going on. Uh, in the world of real Formula 1. So we're going to dive in, and we're going to do an F1 track tier list, first of all, and then, of course, yeah, go through the little bits and pieces uh, that we need to as well today. So, as you can see on your screens, currently we have got an F1 2021 track tier list. Of course, this features every single track from the 2021 calendar, and a couple of other ones that should have been on there. Looks at Albert Park, looks at Circuit Gilles Villeneuve, yep. And everything like that looks at Marina Bay as well. I noticed Turkey isn't on here because that was added late. Yeah, Turkey Turkey isn't on here, on the other hand, which I hadn't actually noticed. It was a good job you pointed that out as well, Jamie. (laughs) Um, But how do you want to jump into this then? Just sporadic? Do we want to go bottom to top like we often do? Um, Uh, I would just say the order they're they're lined up or something. They're, they're in a bit of a weird order yeah. lined up. I was, I was trying to make sense of that, and I, I couldn't work it out for the life of me. Um, but that seems fair enough then. So we'll dive in, first of all, with Australia, then, Jamie. Albert Park. Which has also had new changes to it. This yes, week, yeah. Been... We're, we're going to touch on that later on. If you've already checked out the timestamps down below, yeah. if you're on YouTube, uh, we will be talking about that in a minute. I don't, I don't think it's fantastic as a track, but as a event, it's very good. If you get what I mean. So now let me just double check with you. This is not the F one events tier list, no, is it? It's, it's the F one track <laughs> tier list. So like I, I'm glad Australia's got a race for sure. I'm glad yep. it's it's a very good opener to the season because it's like it's always a nice way to start with all the fans there and everything. And it's yep. really early start in the morning, obviously. Um, yeah. For anyone in not Europe. for me. That's pretty much a normal start time for me now. But yeah. Yeah, but the track isn't brilliant <laughs> for the, especially the new generation of cars, although. 2022 we'll see if that makes a difference but all the new changes make a difference you never know for the, to the track um i would go bc borderline i'm not sure what do you think i really like albert park still i gotta be honest i know i love it a lot more than you i've always enjoyed sort of racing around mm. the circuit as well on the f1 games i uh, yeah i would personally argue a slash b so i think b is fair enough okay, I, fair. <laughs> the thing is with albert park as well it's a high speed street circuit mm. and it is a street circuit plus i've been around it in real life yeah so i, you, you I actually know what i'm talking well. about i did cut turn 10 because <laughs> turn 10 actually isn't part of the track um turn 10 sorry isn't part of the normal road it's actually no. a car park around turn 10 uh, but yeah, I would argue B slash A. So I think B, is that fair yeah, enough? Yeah, B then, fair Somewhere enough, in the middle? Yeah. B, fair enough then. Right, Yas Marina then, Jamie. Now, I've noticed this track map doesn't feature the new changes. Yeah. Um, we are, however, going to talk about, talk the, new about the new changes for this. I think they were brilliant, the changes, personally. Like, it doesn't make it It doesn't make it the, the best track on a calendar by any means. But compared to what it was, I think, especially the last sector changes, really helped. Just the flow... 
like before this year just wasn't there yes yeah and now and I think it seems way better to drive for the drivers at least so it was always impressive wasn't it as a track mm. the fact they spent like a bajillion dollars on it and it they was still awful built a hotel <laughs> around like and based the track around that which is never the yeah. best way i don't think no well this was the thing wasn't it it was always the age-old story down the back straight where the track suddenly moves over to the left it was for a car park yeah <laughs> they moved the track for a car park that yeah. goes to show how just poorly motivated the Yasmarina circuit was um yeah. completely agree you know the track changes were good had the race not been completely scripted um so <laughs> it's got to go down in d tier yeah <laughs> at the very best uh i i would again put it around with the new changes i, I like turn nine a lot as well the different lines especially f2 was what really different lines in formula like, one though well you're not in f1 as much but the f2 cars and the slower cars take a lot of different lines through there i would go somewhere around b and c again it's not brilliant but it's not Terrible. Yeah, I I was gonna argue B slash C tier for this one. I think I would be more inclined still to put it in C at the moment. Yeah, Again, I, I just so. can't wrap my head around having that much money and building such an awful track. I think yeah. C tier is Though the where changes that place to belongs. getting rid of the first chicane was very good, and it also let Max stuff win the championship. So that raises it up, in my opinion. Yeah, and it brings it down. <laughs> time, so yeah. <laughs> Right, on to, right. I think this one, again, is quite polarising for a lot of people. Mm. Kota, Jamie. Yeah, it's a weird one. I don't I don't know what I think about Kota. Because the drivers love it, or seem to at least. I think that's slightly down to the fact that they love the American lifestyle that goes with it. This year was like... Did they go... Yeah, this year they, were, yeah. they sold it out for the first time, didn't they? Like, yep. It was definitely the biggest attendance ever. It's definitely the best... F1 has done to break into America for sure out of all of their attempts over the years and it's a it, it definitely belongs on the calendar but there's just something about it that doesn't give worldy races Probably, the, the weird thing like, is as well with Kota isn't it is even the good races are easily forgotten as well yeah. but you can't help but feel if they changed one thing and we don't know what that one thing would mm. be if they tweet something, it could suddenly become, like, the race of the year. Like, potential. the only really, like, banger race they've had there was 2015, I would say. I'd argue this year was pretty good this as well. This year was pretty good, but it, it was sort of, like, more because of the championship. Like, if it was just a random race where Hamilton had wrapped the championship up already, it would have been, like, interesting, but not that not that but he was good. still applying a lot of pressure right yeah. to the end we saw Ferrari McLaren battles everything like that as well it was yeah, another so. decent showing I guess the other thing as well isn't it is battles don't tend to last very long at Cota either no because it is quite easy to overtake certainly since DRS yeah. although it's always had DRS that circuit actually so I don't know why I said that but yeah it's like you get the cars into their pace order and that just sort of stays as it is yeah, I yeah. Would... but run up to turn one is always yeah, pretty yeah. good as well and Hamilton can cheat there like he did in 2015 as well so, yeah, I would say B. I think it's better than Yasmarina. I, I was going to say B as well. I think that's completely fair enough. Ooh, <laughs> a classic I Jamie. can't wait to go back here. I mean, not that I've ever been anyway, but I can't wait for F1 to go back there. Suzuka, what a circuit. Suzuka. Yeah, what a track, but completely unsuitable for modern-day Formula 1. I wouldn't say completely. Just mostly. I think for that reason it can't go in S. Because no, don't get me wrong. A track with a huge amount of history, though, and a lot of iconic corners. Yeah. But it definitely feels now like one of those tracks that Formula One has kind of got too big for, doesn't it? As much mm. as we hate to say it, but it the desperately needs. The drivers absolutely fans. love it as well. It's definitely a driver's track. But yeah, really, unless you get a massive run out of 130R, I think what they'd have to do, to be honest, is tighten up Spoon. And that could open up a lot more. Or tighten up Turn 1 if it was actually like a braking zone. That as well. That. Yeah, very, very difficult to do mm. so, isn't it? Because again, Spoon and Turn 1, there's not really a corner on Suzuka that isn't iconic, is there? Yeah. I'm just looking at that track map. Every corner is pretty some, iconic. Yeah. I guess the only other thing you could do is get rid of the Casio Triangle. Yeah. Or you could even, like, you could smooth out the Degners and then allow it for more to run into the hairpin. That would be quite interesting. But again, the Degners, the Degners are iconic. The Degners are iconic as well. The Silsley Casio yeah. Triangle, though, isn't it? Yeah. 989, but, that's all you need to say. But yeah. Is it 80, 89 or 88? I don't know. 89, 89, I think. 
Oh, yeah, no. 89, because 90, of course, was oh, when, yeah. when he just they were in different teams. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would go in A. Like, it's got to be an A tier circuit it, still. Unfortunately, yeah, it's not quite S due to the. Yeah, the so much history does it, races. Suzuka as well. Yeah. I think that's important, but it needs some change. Again, though, that being said, still a track with no room for error. Yeah, that's, which is that's always the good. fun thing. Uh, right. <laughs> we go from an <laughs> iconic track to to Sochi. Finally delivered a good race this year, although it was because of the weather. Mainly due to the weather, yeah. <laughs> I think, keeping it short, Sochi has to be in the bottom tier. It's just horrendous. What was it that much worse than Abu Dhabi? <laughs> I think it's way worse than Abu Dhabi. The run down into T1 has often given us a little bit of spice. I mean, not. it's just predictable, isn't it? You qualify third and you saw it like yeah but i mean we had that iconic shot this year didn't we of like six wide down in towards turn one or well, yeah, not quite six wide but you know it's what like I, mean. I don't know it's it's given one good race in the whole time it's been on the calendar and that was completely Which due is to the weather one more than abu dhabi no that's not true what good race has abu dhabi given 2016 2016 again wasn't really a good race 2021 was wasn't really a good race well, it was a good ending. No, the thing is, you're giving Abu Dhabi points the there because they've got decider. a lot of money and it's a championship decider. But Actually, you the races themselves... You can't say Sochi is as good as Abu Dhabi. I would much rather watch an Abu Dhabi race than a Sochi race. Because it's the championship... If Sochi was the champion... Oh, God, can you imagine the world where Sochi the championship decider? <laughs> it's, just, it's just not a good track. If, if there's going to no, be a D tier, no. Sochi has to be in it. Yeah, fine, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose that's fair enough. I was going to argue to put Yas Marina in there with it, but I'll allow it for now. <laughs> Bahrain, then, Jamie. A track that we have to admit should, when you look at it on paper, probably not give that many brilliant races, but... But it just does. Often does the trick yeah. rather well. Yeah, I love Bahrain. I, it's one of the my, like tracks you look forward to most, just because, I don't know, the nature of the track. I guess the teams will know it so well now as well. Like, yeah. It, it often four and gives... five no three and four races yeah. wasn't it at one point <laughs> it often gives like ridiculously good races I don't, I don't remember the last time Bahrain was terrible actually yeah. 2020 wasn't great but then they had secure the week after but yeah, yeah it's it's a very very good track I would say fully established as one of the best races on the, of the season yes like, yeah so for that and... reason it's probably got to go S or A surely yeah, I think A A tier is fair enough for Bahrain, isn't it? Um, and as well, of course, one of very few modern tracks that really does now feel a bit more like a classic, doesn't it? Mm. You can almost like with a lot of the modern tracks, you're just sort of like, oh, this is quite interesting. But with Bahrain, you're like, we you go there and you know you're going to get a good race. You pretty much pretty can much. guarantee yeah. it, can't you? Uh, the same can be said then, Jamie. So I put Bahrain in A. Cool. I think that's fair enough. The same, I think, yeah, can definitely be said for Intel Argos as well, can't it? Again, yeah. another track on paper that absolutely should deliver a snooze fest every mm. year, but never does. Yeah, there's just something about that run up to the hill, run up the hill to the main straight. It's just ridiculous slipstream effect, isn't it? <laughs> Basically. High altitude as well, which helps. Yeah. Or like, higher altitude. You can, always, you can always rely on Brazil to give a good race. It's especially when seasons especially recently when seasons have been decided by then and everyone's just there for a good time yeah it definitely yeah. delivers a fun race every single time so yeah i, I think don't... a again maybe interlagos has a oh i to was S. i was really going to argue s there i think never have i seen a well. track that yeah fights so much that people want to see as the title decider again as interlagos yeah. It's just synonymous with great championship finishes, isn't it? Yeah. Surely. Interlock and, yeah. and Brazilian fans. Oh, There's yeah. no Brazilian on the grid at the moment, yeah. but Brazilian fans are still And you've class. got that iconic track walk with Ted Kravitz pulling out the British flag in 2008. Have you, have you seen the that? The only year the Brazilians weren't up for Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, they love Hamilton. They do he, genuinely love Hamilton. Exactly. But, yeah. Exactly. No, I, I think I have track. seen that, yeah. All those years ago, though. <laughs> right. Autodromo Hermanos Rodriguez. Oof. Next up, Jamie. <laughs> this is always not not the best race, I don't think. No, it's a bit of a... Again, like we always say, theoretically, you look at this track and think, this should create brilliant racing. And unlike Interlagos, unlike Bahrain, 
doesn't really tend to because it's too high up. You wonder if it's this was at sea level, yeah. what this track could do. And also, they need to just if, the, sink it. if the stadium section wasn't so dreadful, it yeah, might they could be definitely okay. change that up. Like, because you get the whole, it's basically quite similar nature to Bahrain. You get one long straight, a breaking zone, another long straight, a twisty bit in the middle. Yeah. But then the I'll last, you, the last stadium section just ruins the whole flow, and you got. I tell from you what it does. The stadium section completely gives me Catalonia final sector yeah, vibes. Yeah, literally, because you can't like keep the pressure on for multiple laps because no. you get to the stadium section, it just resets your gap every time. Pretty Because you can't follow through there at all. No. Now, would we think it would be better than if they went around the outside of the stadium, around the back, and it was just like a proper one hundred and eighty degree corner? Yeah, you could just do it like. Give it some flow, basically. Yeah. Make it not really a breaking zone, or not much of a breaking zone. And I then, think that was how they used to run it all those yeah. years ago. It was obviously at the final, uh, well, the final corner, but yeah, it was just a lot more extended. Mm. And you basically just cut out that little, the bit that looks like it's cut out of the corner. Yeah. And made more complicated. But then again, champion, you've never seen your driver win a championship in Mexico. There mm. is some hype in that stadium. It's a very small sample size of championships that have been won at Mexico to be fair <laughs> yeah yeah I, I think C would be fair for Mexico it's, yeah, it's not it's... a circuit we massively look forward to but it's it's okay yeah and I think that's fair for you to argue that when you consider it's basically the Verstappen show each year yeah, as well like I, I basically know that Verstappen's gonna do well every year probably like should have won what four of the last five races had no four of the last four if he wasn't an idiot in qualifying in 2019. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is right. a C. <clears throat> C for, yeah, Hermanos Rodriguez. Let's get in then, Jamie. Marina Bay. This is one I'm very much looking forward to going back there. I don't know. There's something about Singapore that I just really like. It's so odd, isn't it? Yeah. Because <laughs> again, <laughs> This track doesn't really create any racing at all for the most part. Mm. But it's always those... It's sort of like Monaco, but there is a chance of overtaking. Yes. So, yeah. like, when, when weird strategies happen, or I'm remembering back to, like, when... Um, who was it? Perez got stuck behind Sirotkin that year. And, and then, just swiped him. Yeah. And you actually, <laughs> had, like, drivers... Whereas in Monaco, yeah, you're stuck behind a back marker, you're just, you're just stuck it's there. It's day over, yeah. yeah. Uh, Singapore, when that sort of thing happens, it does give bold aggressive moves that actually are are possible i i think it's one of the other modern tracks with bahrain that's really established itself in the calendar like i don't see singapore oh going not in the same way soon. bahrain has mm. not in the same way bahrain not quite has, no surely. bahrain gives way better racing but marina bay is up there definitely not for the race would you argue that i would say at least a b i don't there's Oh, I'm just going to argue between B and C. Like, again, I love Marina Bay as a track, but you think that final sector is complete egg. You don't need that many chicanes yeah. in one sector of your lap. It's useful for deliberately crashing, though. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> yeah, Marina Bay certainly seen a lot of controversial incidents, mm. hasn't it, over yeah. the years? So, of course, 2008, um, two in 2008, PK, and though? of course, Massa's oh, um, yeah. fuel hose. Forgetting to pull the fuel. The hose out before leaving yeah um 2017 again of course oh yeah the goat race verstappen takes out both ferraris <laughs> yep that is just a factual, a factual uh, story of events, events. <laughs> rather than any speculation apparently according to ferrari um yeah and then of course Jolie and palmer oh yeah smashed when in that race hulk was getting uh, a podium and then ran out of air that was funny hulk ran out of air <laughs> yeah as he would i a think a weird track as well hasn't it because it has for sure 2008 was it Red Bull had a gearbox failure because of all the static interference? Oh, yeah, that that was really weird. We then had those odd two, well, three years, technically, of Mercedes 2014 to 16, just, where they just really well, struggled. Apart from Rosberg being goated the pace. and rinsing Hamilton in 2016, yeah. Yeah, but it was. they always <laughs> said, you know, the car was nowhere yeah, car near fast good, enough yeah. there for some reason, which they never quite worked out. It's an odd track. I really like I, it. I yeah, no, it so do I, but... As a Formula One track, it's not perfect either. Put it in B. And move I on. think B is <laughs> as high as I can willingly put it. Right. Temple of Speed. Monza. Monza. I I don't know what your opinion is going to be on Monza, since you're a British Hamilton slash McLaren fan. 
I I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's one of the best on the calendar. Oh, Jamie. I are you are you a big Monza fan? It's got to be S tier. You never ever get a track like Monza built nowadays. Yeah, that's true. That is completely true. It's like you think that even if you try to describe like if I said to you, Jamie, I'm going to build a Formula 1 race circuit. It's just a lot of straights with chicanes. You go, Matt, that's the worst idea in the world. Yeah. <laughs> it does always Monza, give really good nothing races. like that will ever exist. The history yeah. behind it, closest ever finish in Formula 1. Someone crossed the line upside down once at Monza. Someone, that was Fittipaldi, <laughs> one of the Fittipaldis. How yeah. many Fittipaldis have raced in F1? <laughs> kind of insane. Christian Fittipaldi that was, wasn't We're it? Because he crashed a, into his teammate. Next week there's a tier list of Fittipaldis in F1. Fittipaldi, it'll just be Emerson <laughs> and then everyone else yeah. miles behind. Uh, yeah, I would say S then. I, Monza's gotta be S. Yeah. Gotta be S. I think in the modern, like, since 2014 regulations, it's not been... No, 17 exciting. to 21 hasn't been great. 14 to 16 still was. Really? Yeah. 14 Remember was they the were team just telling Rosberg to lock up. He didn't tell him to lock win. up. Yeah, he was did. awful. He was uh, awful. What happened? 15 was... Nothing happened. 15 was grid penalties. Oh, no. No, it wasn't. That was 17. Oh, it might have been as well. It usually is. 15 as well, I think, was Rosberg yeah. was uh, running second and then had engine failure. I remember that. S tier in my book, though. <laughs> Massa's <laughs> last ever podium at Monza. Was that 2015? That's a, that's a, oh, no, maybe it was Brazil. I don't know. But yeah, never mind. Put it there. It's a good track. I've been there. That was uh, fun. <laughs> when I had tickets. Yeah, that's booked. very true, isn't it? It's the one Grand Prix circuit you've been to that I haven't. Yeah, although, I mean, I've probably been to. Have you been to Buckmore Park? That's not a Grand Prix circuit. <laughs> oh, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I have Lewis Hamilton has raced there, and I, I was definitely slower than him. But um, yeah, yeah, it was it was good. The old circuit was really cool. We went like I had tickets booked for twenty twenty, and then like obviously I got cancelled. <laughs> so we instead, on our Italian holiday in twenty twenty, we just went to Monza instead, and it was empty. Why not? Eh? Yeah, if you fun. could, you would. Right, a returning track to Formula One, an old favourite that again, a bit like. Suzuka. Um, Suzuka <laughs> really completely <isn't> <laughs> not suitable for modern Formula 1 cars they've literally just put this track on the calendar for Verstappen yes yeah like yeah it's it's fun to drive and I've I've driven it on the game and stuff and uh, the drivers seem to enjoy it but it's really not good no no it's surely like looking at it gotta go with Mexico it's similar yeah. sort of story isn't it yeah. just there's nowhere to overtake you can't stay close enough. But the atmosphere's good, so we'll stick it above D. <laughs> Unless we get a year where Verstappen isn't very good. Imagine Verstappen like crashed out on lap one. It would just empty. Oh, yeah. No <laughs> one would stay. No. No. Are we sticking it in C, are we? I think C is fair, yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. We love it. Get it in S. Make a new tier above S. Yep. Belgium. <laughs> I mean, again, it's we have to quickly say, last few years haven't been brilliant. Have they not? 2021 didn't count. Was awful. 2020 was average. Not a particularly brilliant race because no. I can't really remember it. 2019 was a good race. Obviously, after all oh, yeah. the tragedy. disappointment and everything and tragedy yeah, that went on before the weekend, Charles Leclerc ended up winning the race by a smaller margin than he got polled. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was an incredible lap. I mean, illegal engine, but it was still a brilliant. I mean, it wasn't that. like nine tenths up in sector one, which is just a straight. Yes. Yeah. So sort of mad yeah. like that, wasn't it? But yeah, 2018 as well. That was the race good. we both we, went we to. It was there. a snooze fest. Yeah. Um, obviously, again, here comes one. Sebastian Vettel. Should have been yellow flagged already. Um, <laughs> 2017 again, I think was no, that was pretty a, boring. Wasn't that was it? a good one, wasn't it? Was that a good one? Yeah, Hamilton and Vettel. When Vettel should have overtaken him on ultra softs and didn't. Yes. Yeah. Hamilton but broke the pole record that weekend as well. He did, didn't he? No, he matched. No, it didn't that he match? He broke it at Monza. Yeah, he, he matched Schumacher. Yeah. 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 But it has to um, go to S. It's, it's Spa is. I don't the care about how good the race is. When you go to Spa, you know anything can happen. It could be snowing on lap one and then sunny on lap twenty. Like yeah. it's just ridiculously good. I'm hopefully going back this year. Are you uh, looking to go back this yeah. year? Are you? <laughs> We're thinking about it. We're thinking about it still, but we don't know just yet. Yeah, I mean Spa is 
an old school track. You know, obviously they made the changes from the old layout all those years ago, but it is certainly... And this is the thing. Spa, Interlagos, and Monza have this in common, don't they? They have been able to keep up yeah. with Formula 1, and that's the most important thing about them. And yeah, you just... Spa is... In my eyes, with the exception of the Nordschleife, the best race circuit in the world, never mind F1 track. Yeah. Yeah. On to one then I think that's going to be a bit polarising. The Hungaro Ring, Jamie. Am I wrong in thinking that you really like the Hungaro Ring? Or if I made that up? Yes, you absolutely are wrong. Right, okay. Because I don't like it very much either. Oh, I thought you did. No, it's... it's. I mean, it, it weirdly gives decent races quite often. For all the wrong reasons, though, again. Yeah, but it's just not a good track. No, no, exactly. If there's no chance of weather, it's going to be a snooze fest, isn't it? Yeah. Hungaro ring. Oh, the again, Hamilton is ridiculously good around there. Yes, so. yeah, that's also very, very true. But again, obviously, you don't really remember a lot of those wins because they're not very memorable. No, at not all. at all. I've got to appreciate the historical significance you know, of the it's Hungaro actually, ring. Here's a fun fact. It's the second longest current streak of years in F1 in a row. Yes, it is, isn't it? Maybe only, it's the most now. Only behind Monza? It's either Monza or Monaco. And if it's Monaco, it broke it, because they weren't there in 2020. It, Monza's been on the calendar every think, year, oh, isn't it? It's so ridiculous, yeah. yeah. Um, again, another reason why Monza is S tier. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like I said, you've got to appreciate the historic significance of the Hungara Ring as well. Obviously, first race behind the Iron Curtain, all the way back. Oh, yeah. Has had its iconic moments. Of course, I think the most famous one still, PK's opposite lock. Oh, that was uh, overtake on Senna down in towards turn one. You never get that in a modern Formula One no, car. Not at all. Button's first win. Alonso's first Button's win. Button's first win. Alonso's first Ocon's win. Ocon's first win, worryingly. Ocon's first win. <laughs> only somehow. win, sorry. And Kovalainen's yeah. only win. <laughs> Kovalainen's only win as well, yep. It's delivered some. It's randomly got history, moments. but it's not a very good track. I would say C at most. I'd want to. I was going to argue C or B. Just for the fact it has given us some pretty good races before. I'd struggle to put it below Marina Bay, surely. Oh, that's true, actually, yeah. Yeah. I think... Is B fair? Yeah, I'd put it in B. It's got some got some mystery. Fair enough. Right, again. Oh, here we go. Another one that's just <laughs> got to be S, hasn't it? Yeah. The home of Formula 1. Silverstone. Incredible iconic track. Venue. Incredible venue. One of the only tracks as well I can think of that's had a revamp that hasn't... Let's be honest, has made the track better. It's made really. it so much better. Like the amount of like overtakes or just battles we see down the Wellington Strait into Brooklyn and Luffield, you obviously wouldn't get that in the old track at all. It was just no. a single file fest through that section. And I'm just trying to look back. Can we think of a British Grand Prix that hasn't had an iconic moment in recent years? What 2021, of course, was the accident. 2020, 2020 of course, we had Hamilton on three, on three wheels. wheels. 2019, we had probably one of the best battles we saw in the Turbo Hybrid oh, era between Leclerc and was Verstappen. 2018, obviously, you had Kimi trying to kill Lewis at the start. And Vettel's uh, move on Bottas, give him his due. That was quality. Yep, that as well. That's very <laughs> true. Um, 2017. All the punctures at the end. All the punctures at the end. 2016. Verstappen rinsing Rosberg in the wet. We hate to yep. see it. 2015. <laughs> Um, that was a wet one as well. Oh, Williams won too, wasn't it? And then yeah, the start. Twenty fourteen. Rosberg deserved to win, and then got an engine failure. We hate to see it. Yeah, didn't deserve to win it, but still. Twenty thirteen was Seb's gearbox <laughs> failure and punctures. Four punctures or five punctures was it? There was one five that they found punctures. after. Yeah, it was mad, wasn't 2012, it? Twenty twelve, Hamilton, not Hamilton, uh, Weber and Alonso battle for the win. That was quality. Yeah. Twenty eleven. Vettel didn't win for the one of the very few times that year. Yeah, because who won that race? Alonso won that. It was Alonso, yeah. Alonso's only win of the year, wasn't it? Yeah, so every year we've come back to Silverstone since his remodel. Yeah, you can look even further back, can't you? It's just 2009, of course, was... Vettel's second ever, no, third ever F1 win. Yeah, 2008, of course, was probably one of the most iconic races of Hamilton's career. Nick Heidfeld being goated as well, yeah. I suppose you can add that in there. Yeah. It's an incredible track. Oh, seven Hamilton just suddenly pulling three tenths out on everyone in Q3, I mean, his first ever home then, Grand Prix. And bottling the race to Raikkonen. <laughs> yeah, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> um, yeah, Silverstone. I mean, you know, I think we've just summed it up there, isn't it? Literally. Silverstone is 
a top S tier. I think, yeah, the four we've got in S tier all absolutely deserve yeah. their place there, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, for sure. Richard. I, I was so going to say that, but <laughs> <laughs> I thought, no, I'm going to be sensible this week. Right. Poor Ricard there, oh, Jamie. Oh, it's awful. It, it, it's a testing awful. track, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, I completely agree. 2021, I mean, like we always yeah, say, delivered us his first group race Somehow. in decades. It um, shouldn't have if Mercedes covered off the undercut, but yeah. <laughs> very true. Very true. How it's, low do we place this track? Does it's it go really sp- okay to drive, which is annoying. I always enjoy racing it. Yeah. That's very true. Does it go B or does it go with Hungary and Marina Bay? Or does no it go way. with? I was see at most. I was gonna borderline it onto D, but it's given oh. us one good race, so we'll allow it. But give it C. But then again, we put Sochi in D because of that. Yeah, but Sochi's race was because of weather, which was isn't the track. That's very true. Or that's very Ricard true. actually gave a natural good race. Yeah, that's fair enough. C tier for old circuit Paul Ricard. Right. The Red Bull Ring. I really an like the Red Bull Ring. An interesting one. I really like Mainly it. Cause... Didn't like it as much as it was <laughs> back in the early 2000s. Yeah, the A1 Ring. Was that what it was called then? Yeah. It was really yeah. good. Spot on. Yeah, that Schumacher pole lap. Can't forget Europe. I think it was 01. It was ridiculous. Where it was literally opposite lock into turn three. Yeah. If you've seen that. That's insane. Uh, real turn three or fake turn three? No, real, um, like, turn two, effectively. Turn t- so fake turn three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, obviously, Verstappen wins every year since it came back, so that's good. Uh, it's it's an enjoyable race. I think we had that double header at the start of last year, at the start of 2020. Yeah, well, and the double header really this good. year. Yeah, which was, it shouldn't have really been a double It was header. a snooze fest, yeah. Yeah. But it's certainly decent. I would go B, I think, for this one. Yeah, it's got to be somewhere between A and B, doesn't it, I think, mm. Red Bull Ring. Because, again, next year could deliver an absolute worldly. There's always the potential it could deliver a worldly race. one of the best it? races, in uh, underrated races in recent memory, I would say. Very true. Very true. It race. was, yeah, until Rosberg decided he forgot where fake turn three was. Yeah, and it was especially good for the half a second that Hulk was running in P2. Yeah, I've uh, already <laughs> bottled it at the start. <laughs> I think I A, think, actually. We've not got much in A. I think bottom of A, yeah, it's probably yeah. fair, isn't it? Bottom of A. Ooh! This has been interesting Ooh! One. Circuit Shield Villeneuve, Jamie. I feel like... I'll, I'll whisper it, but I think it's a little bit overrated. No! <laughs> it's got... For me, I'm looking at that immediately going, it's got to be between S and A. It I can't think, be any lower than I A. I think A, yeah. But people... Obviously, it's a good, it is a good track, and I'll accept that. People will say it's always one of the best races of the season when you go there, which it just isn't. <laughs> a lot more in recent years it's struggled, hasn't yeah. it, to be fair. But, again, another track with a lot of iconic moments. Yeah. John Alacy's first Champions. win. Wall of Champions. 97. And, of course, the best race of probably our lives up to now. Uh, you're going to say 07. No. Oh, hey? no. What are you gonna... oh 2011, hey? of course. 2011? Picking up Hamilton's first win. <laughs> Yeah, no, not quite. That was a, that, again. That was a crazy race, though. Yeah, it was. And Nick Heidfeld being goaded again. What a legend! Yeah, most wins in no, sorry, most podiums in both Formula One and Formula E without wins. Nick really, Heidfeld. he's never won an FE race either. He holds the record. He almost won the very first Formula E race. When was the last time he won ever? It must Probably be like, like early two thousands. Yeah, it's insane, isn't it? But yeah, Circuit Gilles Villeneuve though. Again, a lot of iconic corners. Um, like we said, hasn't suited the modern Formula One cars, but I think we've said that about just a yeah. lot of the best Basically, tracks. The cars we? are bad. We can't blame the tracks really. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's got to be at least top of A. I think A, yeah, A is fair. Fair enough. Right. Oh, and Saudi Arabia's it... not here. Oh no. Oh no. I love no. Saudi. Well, are we going to have to like add gender yeah. in ourselves? Are we? <laughs> right. Are we going to talk about that before we forget about it then? Yeah, let's do Sally now. I think it's top. It's a brilliant track, genuinely. <laughs> Everyone looked at it and it's like, oh, it's terrible. We went there and every F2 race and the F1 race were all crazy. Obviously not S, but up there. I was going to put it in like B, B or A. I think the dry, like, it's a street track that the average speed is like 150 miles an hour and it's not just got a motorway straight like Baku. I think it, it's 
A B borderline is right up there. I, I'm really excited to go back for. I'm like, really surprised by this. Why? I it's thought you track. weren't a massive fan of it. Yeah, but again, it's not got many of the, the only reason the race was so memorable is because it was just carnage. Yeah, but if a track's going to lend itself to carnage, then fair play, go for it. Watch NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Right, I, oh, I, I'd argue B for okay, Saudi Arabia. I suppose it's only had so one far. year. It's only had one year so far. It could be a snooze yeah. for the next decade and then you'll look like a, look like a moron. Yeah, Does that true. mean we also have to include LaSalle in this? No, LaSalle is not coming back. Aren't they building a new one in Qatar? Well, they're meant to be building a new one in Qatar, but I yeah, think we'll we... be back at LaSalle once. I think uh, that's a solid B-tier circuit. Yeah. B or it's C. A, it's a bike track, really, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right, should we actually get back on that? Yeah, We've let's go briefly... to Canada. Yeah, Canada? No, I've done Canada, sorry. Let's go to I'm Baku. Going along, I'm sorry, not, you haven't actually scared your screen, so I'm going along on my head. Oh, sorry. <laughs> right. Where, where are uh, Baku? We're at Baku next. Again, another modern track. Often it... lends itself to drama. Yeah. But has given us again, pretty much every year, with the exception of the, f- the first one was a snooze, wasn't yeah. it? 2016. Uh, yeah, an F2 that then, or GP2 as it was then was carnage. So it was like, oh, F1 race is going to be class, and it just wasn't. Yeah, it just was useless. But every year since then has been pretty memorable. Yeah. 2017, of course, that mad battle for the podium and uh, at the line. Vettel driving into and Vettel awesome. completely losing his head. 2018, of course, Bottas's puncture. Yeah, and the Red Bulls blowing each other up. And the, the Red Bulls blowing each other up. Yep. Yeah. Um. Mm, yeah. Yeah. No, I can argue that. That's fair enough. 2019 was. Dead. Uh, Kimmy murdering. Nah, it was dead. People. Oh, was that the race Hulkenberg bottled it? No, Hulk. That was twenty eighteen. That was twenty. He was. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what happened twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. No I know. I know Bottas won. Was that the one Kimmy? No, because that was twenty eighteen, wasn't it as well? Yeah, Kimmy was back in Alpha by then. Yeah, twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen was dead. It was Mercedes one two when they were just dominating the start of the season. Yes. Yeah. Um. But again, a very very interesting circuit. Yeah, we don't see it often on Formula One tracks anymore, but does still bring out a lot of errors in drivers just due to the nature of yeah. the high speeds but the low speed corners. And you've obviously got no margin for error, so yeah, no, they're going to make very mistakes. True. But again, you don't see mistakes at Monaco very often. It's well, mainly because of the error. And like, okay. at Mon- well, I know you're in qualifying, obviously, you're, but in the race, everyone just sort of drives around at a snail's pace at Monaco, whereas in mm. Baku, you have to be pushing because cars can actually overtake you. Yeah, very, very true. I think Baku is solid. I don't think it's top. I was looking between sort of A and B. I think low A seems fair because it more often than not gives us a good race. Yeah, it's definitely one you look forward to just for the potential carnage that might happen. Yes, yeah. Oh, here comes propaganda from you. (laughs) One of the most... This This really, you you could go on any tier list on YouTube and this would either be an S or D. I love Monaco. And I don't care what people say about it. So do I. <laughs> but I think we've also got to accept the fact, Jamie, it's not a racetrack. It's not a racetrack. It's an event. Do we add a tier just for Monaco? I mean, it's it's a one-off race of the year where, like, everything starts Saturday. It's a showcase event, isn't it? Yeah, it's completely showcase. Nothing happens on the Sunday at all. And, like, yeah, it's... It doesn't deserve to get dropped from the calendar at all. I think it should stay Never. forever. But, it's but there's just, gotta be yeah. yeah a way to make it work. Or just accept that it's it's an event. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think this is the problem, isn't it? We've sort of lost some of that Monaco magic because can you imagine living in like the early nineties watching Senna tear around there? Yeah, and everything and just like the that. The V12s and V10s just making the whole country like shatter. Yes. Yeah. It must have been. I mean, we've seen footage and things like mm. that, but can't really, even if there's rain and things like that, it doesn't often create a particularly dramatic race. Again, a track that generates iconic moments because it's Monaco yeah, more than anything else. And you can look back and say most years there are some iconic moments. Um, but oh, I really don't... It, again, like, it can't really to, fit anywhere, can it? Just to get into context, this year I was watching it with some friends and we literally didn't notice it the race ended. Because we were just like chatting for, the, for like forty until the end. Yeah, yeah. It's you could really argue for it to go anywhere, couldn't you? Yeah, either S or D, or just put it in the middle. Like, I you... think. Do we do we put it in the middle? Yeah, I because think so. it's Monaco. Because we, we like we it, wanna... but it's not 
good. It's not a track <laughs> at the end of the day. No. On to a venue then that should be a track, but is pretty much as dull as Monaco most years. Oh, it's worse. I hate Spain. Get it out. It's surely. Is it going C it's, or is it going D? I think D. I, I literally, when I, when the Spain race week happens, I just don't care. No. Good for testing. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, the final sector, good so you know who's going to be quick at Monaco. Yep. <laughs> but apart from that, it's been it's, on the calendar far too long. Only still there because Fernando Alonso breeds. And Carlos Sainz they love as and well. And Carlos Sainz now. Yep, that's also very had, true. Had Sainz not been a thing, it definitely would have been gone by now. No, exactly. And you sort of look at it and go, they could do something with it, but you just don't know what to make it yeah. a better circuit. I think it has to go in D. It's just not a good track. No, no, it's fair enough. It's fair enough, yeah. And again, you wonder if they use the moto layout through the final couple of corners. Yeah, what difference what they that could make? do with know. it. But we'll probably never know because it will get no. dropped before anything changes, unfortunately, unless Alonso's still racing into his 50s. <laughs> right. And now, what, what Spain could be if it was good? Yes. Got Portimao. <laughs> Portimao. Again, I think for a lot of people, this was a track that I knew about before Formula 1. I'd loved before Formula 1. I'd driven it uh, back on race room racing experience in 1990s DTM cars. That's how I fell in love with this place. A proper new but old school circuit. Yeah, the elevation changes are so cool around this track. Racing this year was pretty... Uh, to be fair, racing no, both years we've been here... I don't think it was a, that bad. 2020 especially was a good race. 2021... No, 2020 was a good race for the, about the first five laps. Yeah, I think what helped is that the first five laps mixed everyone up. And then the rest yeah. of the race was everyone working out what order they should have been in. Exactly. And exactly. 2021 was... It was decent, but it wasn't... Like, Verstappen had to basically mix it up with the Mercedes because the car wasn't quick enough that race. But I still enjoyed it. And it's better than Spain. So... B? I think B, yeah, I think is fair enough for Portimao, isn't it? Could be a track with some iconic moments if you give it enough time. Again, like I said, the very first race there last year was pretty good. Of course, Hamilton took... Was it his record-breaking 92nd win there at 2020? I I think think it was, wasn't it? It was either his equaling or breaking. Yeah. I thought he he broke it at Germany, or did he equal it at Germany? No, I think he equaled it at Germany. Okay. Yeah, yeah this back end of 2020, I can't remember the order of the races. It just all blurs into one. It was all off, wasn't it? <laughs> right. Final one then, Jamie. Imola. Imola. A lot of history. Again, way too small for modern cars. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hasn't hasn't really been able to keep up with the times. But no. again, like you said, a lot of history. This year's Grand Prix was fairly dramatic. It, it certainly good, had a actually. lot of dramatic races in the past. Again, sort of just for the weather, but it was a good race for sure. Yep. Uh, I... Obviously, iconic battles, 2006. Yeah. And 04, I want to say. Was 04 a dead one? I can't remember. Obviously, I was four years old then, so I actually know. But no. um, yeah, I think we have to respect it. It goes, it's a decent track. I would say B slash C. I was going to say it's probably it's a B tier circuit, isn't it? It's not really suitable for modern Formula no. 1 cars, but it's still that bit better than Mexico, Paul Ricard, Yas Marina and Zandvoort, surely. Mm. Yeah, I think I think B tier is fair enough for Imola there. But a track, again, that can provide some drama, but steeped in history, so you can't slate it too much. I think I think we've done pretty well there, though, Jamie, for the yeah, most part. Yeah, I think we smashed it. In S tier, Spa, Silverstone, Interlagos, Monza. In A tier, Canada, Suzuka, Bahrain, uh, Austria, and Baku. B tier, Albert Park, Kota, Portimao, the Hungara Ring, Yas Marina, Monaco, and Imola. C tier, Mexico, Paul Ricard, Yas Marina, Zandvoort. And then D tier, yeah, is Barcelona and Sochi. I think, looking at that, I can't see anything that's glaringly wrong, obviously, with the exception of Monaco yeah. being just odd. Monaco doesn't fit into any of the categories. No. But I think we've done really well, yeah. <laughs> I think I think we've smashed that out of the park there. But yeah, anyway, let's dive in then to our quick little winter roundup for some more Formula One news. And we're back for more podcasting still, even though for you guys we never left. But anyway, yeah, let's dive in then, Jamie. After our fun little tier list to other news that's going on 
around the world of Formula 1, of course. Again, not a huge amount to talk about this week. Um, first of all, though, I think we just... Uh, we, we made a couple of mistakes last week, and we don't want to confuse anyone on this podcast. Did we? We did. We, we got a couple of the launch dates slightly wrong. Oh, no. So, just to re-clarify, Aston Martin are launching their car on the 10th of February. McLaren, obviously, we confirmed late on breaking news last week in oh, the yeah. podcast that they're going to be on the 11th of February. Ferrari, we did get right. That is the 17th of Feb. And then, of course, the next day, Mercedes confirmed they're going to be launching their car on the 18th of February. Mainly, I'm guessing, so Aston Martin can't copy it? Yeah, I saw that picture. <laughs> There's no chance Aston Martin can take pictures and make a car real quick because they're releasing first but yeah we any of well, i mean all of those are kind of exciting in their own way aren't they mm. this is the thing um yeah I'll, I'll be intrigued to see what that i mean mercedes have clearly i hear rumors they're going back to silver which would be quite interesting that, no that's not rumors that's true I'm oh is that sure. true they're Fair. meant to be going back to silver this year well i think the big thing was wasn't it is Mercedes and Hamilton sort of both said they don't want to just ditch the black paint scheme when Hamilton goes. Yeah, no, they sort of that want, would I mean, be really they're, they're the silver <laughs> arrows at the end of the yeah, year, yeah, aren't yeah. they? So I think yeah. it's. it's I, don't get me wrong. I think those two black Mercedes, especially, especially 2020, the 2020 car, amazing. will go down as an iconic car. And the fact one. it was one of the best cars in history compared to the rest of the field. One of the most dominant cars yeah. and the fastest F1 car of all time. Yeah as well is super super important um speaking though of you know teams trying to fire up alpine this week jamie did their first fire up of the yep. new engine Didn't it's watch not it, a two-stroke but... motorbike engine <laughs> which is good and it didn't Apparent... break down while they were firing it up no apparently uh, alpine as well are finally going to the split turbo idea which mercedes have been doing now for almost a decade are they still claiming a thousand horsepower has that one gone away I think every team is I guess well over the 1,000 yeah. horsepower mark now, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, which is real. I think, yeah, most of them, they reckon now, don't they, um, between about 1,050 and 1,100 for most cars. It's just insane, isn't it? Which is kind of wild. <laughs> but again, the, you know, the, the current cars can kind of handle that sort of power yeah. as well, which is really, really good. Albert Park. We finally... I don't know if you've watched this little series on their YouTube channel, Jamie. No, I haven't. <laughs> they haven't released footage yet because, of course, it is still getting repaved. Probably not as we speak because it's like 3am uh, in Australia at the moment. But changes are coming along rather swiftly to Albert Park. A lot of locals are saying it's going to completely revolutionise the circuit. I'm now worried that we're going to build up a lot of hype and it's still going to be a snooze fest. But I like what they're doing with it. I do like but it. Like, it basically opens up that whole run from, like, turn six down to basically turn like 13 mm. so it's basically all flat out from there so hopefully we'll see some side by side running through that high speed chicane or that'll be very surprised with how narrow it is yeah yeah it should basically be flat out now that 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 fast left right from what we've seen but yeah it should be good hopefully i mean it's always we we can't really complain about australia because you've been start f1 for about four months although it isn't first this year is it no. Oh no. no! Everyone's gonna hate it because we've we've had Bahrain give us a good race and we go to Australia. <laughs> yep, probably, probably. This is this is gonna be the downfall yeah. of the Australian Grand Prix, <laughs> which is sad to see. Uh, you know, it, it's a B tier circuit. I heard yeah. it on a podcast. Once. <laughs> Those guys no wheel, so yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, we've we've sort of got like a load of little bits of news to sort of go through this week. Hence why we decided to do a track tier list as well. Mattia Bonotto, Jamie, has been told 2022 will decide his future at Ferrari. I mean, that that kind of goes for all the team principles, really, doesn't it? If you don't deliver, you suddenly under the gun. Not at Ferrari. Normally, not, so you don't deliver yeah. for one weekend and you're shot. Yeah. But <laughs> to be fair, Bonotto was given a rough deal with since he's been in charge. Oh, really. yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he's done okay. Like Obviously, 2020 was dreadful, but he's, he's steadied the ship a bit. Yeah. Doing like twenty twenty one was obviously a massive improvement. If they if they improve on that again, I don't see the reason why they'd get rid of him. No, but no they kind of have to be winning or in the fight. They've got to be fighting at the front, yeah. surely this year and properly yeah. at the front. The Not thing is with like Ferrari like... as well, isn't it? They just need some stability for a few years. Yeah, you've got the driver lineup now that is more than capable of doing it. Just build a team and allow them to develop, but it's just not the Ferrari way. 
Yeah. <laughs> and it's so, so worrying, isn't it? Ferrari are the reason Ferrari don't win more more world titles, yeah. ultimately. They're their own um, worst but, enemy, like, all the time. But yeah, it's going to be a shame to see Harry Potter leave Ferrari at the end of next year. Yeah, yeah when Carlos Sainz has scored, like, five points all year. Yeah, and Charles Leclerc still finishes behind him in the championship yeah. <laughs> with four pole position and two points to his name. Yeah. Dan Fallows, rather interestingly, going from Red Bull to Aston Martin. Wasn't this kind of, like, assumed a while ago? Because he's not been working at Red Bull for a few months now. No, no, that's very gardening true. Leave. So, I mean, I'm, I never stay that averse in which engineers are where. So I'm sure it will make some difference. But, like, we saw Williams... Uh, hire a load of old Mercedes guys back in like 16, 17 and it went nowhere so. yeah Paddy Lowe was gone before the season yeah. began which was not great but yeah maybe there's a bit of potential there you know you think if he can bring in some sort of trickery you know maybe he's harvested Adrian Newey's brain that basically <laughs> is the key if you want to fight the yeah. front of Formula 1 Ferrari should have thrown Adrian Newey like 300 million pounds yeah and just because the fact he went to Red Bull when Red Bull was shocking but it was all that party vibe wasn't it yeah yeah, that was the thing, and it was DC ridiculous. actually that got him to make the switch. Yeah, David Coulthard, yeah, is the key to all of Red Bull's success, and David yeah. Coulthard all alone, all that give is him, massive. Give chip. him the five, five championships to David Coulthard, I reckon. Exactly, David Coulthard, our five-time F1 <laughs> champion. Um, still, again, we're, we're going to have to mention this once more, but neither of us buy into it, do we? No. Uh, he, apparently, even George Russell doesn't know Hamilton staying at Mercedes next year. He will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's there's no doubt in my mind. No, not no, exactly. And last but not least for our Formula One news, though, Jamie, nine years ago today, Hamilton signed for Mercedes. Well, Isn't that a bit like going from Manchester United to <laughs> West Ham? Oh, what a clip that is. I mean, West Ham are above United now anyway, so... <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's, it's very... It's such a long time. Hamilton's only driven for two teams in his whole career, which... Yep seems crazy to me when you look at like Carlos Sainz doing for about six already and the <laughs> thing is isn't it it's kind of like odd when you think of Hamilton as well because really he's always been a Mercedes driver as well yeah he was just kind of with McLaren it's just McLaren were the Mercedes team yeah basically yeah so yeah it's been a long time he's had a lot over of success th- quite over 3,000.6 world championships that's crazy <laughs> broke most Formula 1 records in the books like, if you just counted his time at Mercedes, he's probably still right up there in terms of statistical history. I think he's still got more... Yeah, he's got more wins than everyone else but Schumacher. More yeah. poles than anyone else still, I think. Yeah, and that's probably. just with one team. Never mind the other team that he won a world title yeah. with as well. It's complete insanity from Lewis Hamilton there. But nine years... Who... Like, no one would have thought that no when one. he made the switch. No. Well, and the fact we've only ever even... seen McLaren win one race in that time as well. Yeah, that's crazy. That's mad. <laughs> it was a one-two though, so. Yep. Yeah, like you, it's unprecedented to ever hear a driver staying with the team for nine years, like at all. I is it ever. I doubt it's ever happened. Schumacher, ninety-six to two thousand and six. Oh yeah, that was a, eleven seasons, I guess. Then wasn't it? Yep. It's so, I think yeah. the only one that longer. Must be, that must I be mean, Stroll's oh, no. going to do thirty years, isn't he? With I was thinking, how long was Martin? Massa? No, Massa wasn't that long at Ferrari. No, Massa was only oh three to. Yeah. No, not even 03, sorry. 06 oh, to 13. Was it, yeah, it was 06, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ferrari, ten, they can... I mean, Charles Leclerc could be right up there. Max Verstappen yeah, could be Verstappen right up there. Verstappen will be, you'd imagine. Verstappen <laughs> probably will, but yeah, unless Mercedes somehow take him. Yeah. Which, again, I'm not sure that'll ever happen, but you never know. Um, but yeah, nine years, Hamilton at Mercedes, that is... I mean, basically the entire proper memory we have of Formula 1, isn't it? Nah, I remember Canada 11. Give me some credit. You remember bits of Canada <laughs> 11. But it, it doesn't... Like, it's not... It's difficult to describe, isn't it? But yeah. it'll be weird when this partnership does come to an end. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Little bit of Formula 2 news as well, though, Jamie. Obviously, last week we went through, uh, obviously, all of the new driver transfers. So I think it's only fair uh, that we keep that up this week as well. Uh, Fred Vesti from F3 has confirmed he's joining ART and F2, the young Mercedes junior. Is he's he going to be with Mercedes soon? He is a decent young driver. I do like that one. Yep. So we'll see. If if Hamilton does call it quits, you never know. <laughs> could, be, could be getting a call up. <laughs> could be getting that call up. Um, talking of 
F3, I was about to say good F3 drivers, but this one definitely <laughs> isn't. Amori Cordil has joined VAR this year. And if you're thinking, who on earth is he? It's because he was awful in F3 last year. Right. Well, there's about 30 drivers. The reason he's gone there is because he's Dutch. Right. And it's a Dutch team in orange. Uh, Sorry, no, he's Belgish. Belgian. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Is he like on the border like Max or what? (laughs) So, he finished 23rd in F3 last year. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. With a best result of... He must have got a point or a couple of points. Nope. No, he didn't. Oh, wow. His best okay. result of the year was 11th. Well, that's almost a point. He had 11th, a 12th, and then a 16th. Quality. Big stuff. Yeah. Don't really care. He will be not knowing near F1 in his entire life. So. Nope. nope. <laughs> he, apparently, I can't remember who said it, but apparently he's just going to be this year's Delader. Nice. So at least we've got that confirmed. And then last but not least of our F2 signings over the last seven days, Marcus Armstrong has joined High Tech. Yeah, that could be an interesting partnership. I think that one, theoretically, could work rather well. Yeah, Armstrong's a good driver as well. Like, I don't Yeah, think had a rough year this year, didn't he? Yeah, he did have a rough year, but then he was in the cursed ART second seat. Yes, so. yeah, and especially when you've got um, Teo Porcher in the other car. Yeah. You're never going to stand a chance, unfortunately. Although, he probably should be in Porcher since he's got like five years on him. But Yeah, yeah but ART or, always Armstrong, do that, don't he, I don't think he's that old, actually. Was Armstrong even with ART? Are you sure about that? I, I didn't think that's right. Up. I thought he was with Dams. Oh, yeah, he was ART first season, wasn't he? Yeah, I thought he was with Dams. Let me just double check this. With, uh, yes, he was. He was ART in his first season. Right, okay, so you're just lying to try and... Yeah, I am just lying. Yeah, fair but enough. 13th twice in a row, he's got to really step it up. But he's Yeah, this is the thing, isn't it? He looks like one of those drivers that should do really well, and yeah. then, like, quietly doesn't. Yeah. But... Like, he always seems... I mean, he might make a championship fight this year we never know but high tech should be a decent place they're capable they're decent people they've got a car that can win races don't they yeah most importantly most and a team that can win races of course is the other big thing yeah broadening our horizons though ever so slightly daytona 24 this weekend very very excited for that jamie i'm sure you don't even know what that is i'm gonna stay quiet for all this you're gonna stay quiet (laughs) um that i'm very much looking forward to sebastian loeb came back last weekend in an absolute blast from the past and won the Monte Carlo rally. His team uh, teammate co-driver Isabel Galmich, I've probably butchered her name, sorry, is the first female WRC oh, I saw that, actually. That's event really cool. winner since 1997. Best thing about her is the fact she's just a primary school, uh, primary school maths teacher from what I gathered. Nice. This is a part-time hobby. Imagine being <laughs> able to, like, if someone asks you, you, go, yeah, no, I'm a teacher on Monday to Friday, and at the weekend, I go around with a nine-time WRC champion <laughs> reading out numbers to him. Yeah. What an absolute insane <laughs> sort of lifestyle to have. Fair play to the pair of them. And Sebastian Loeb, 47 years old, has now tied the record for the most wins at Monte Carlo. Oldest ever uh, stage winner, event winner, and championship leader in the WRC. And... Did a backflip on the podium because <laughs> he at can. 47. At 47. He's also, I think a lot of people forget this, he was a gymnast for many years before oh, he got wow. into racing. He got into WRC, he got into rallying and racing, yeah, actually quite an old age. He was like 15 or 16. He was a gymnast before that. And nice. he reckons, yeah, genuinely, he reckons obviously because of doing all that, his pedal work was better. That's how he managed yeah, to get into it. I guess it he had mad more. coordination and like flexibility and stuff, didn't he? Which I'm sure helps when you're driving a car. Exactly, exactly. Being flexible is the key <laughs> yep. in, a, in a Royal Rally car. <laughs> and last, but certainly not least this week, Jamie, Formula 2 have brought out a qualifying format that requires a PhD For- to Formula understand. E. Formula E, sorry. Even, yeah. I don't care at all. I don't watch Formula E, so <laughs> not I, a problem. I'm trying to get back into it again this year, and this has really made me wonder whether I should or not, because they've had all this <laughs> stuff about... They've now gone to Channel 4, but it's going to be on YouTube most of the time because Channel 4 have only got 16 different TV stations and yet they still can't host a Formula E race on TV. Um, but basically, the way qualifying works now in F2, uh, in Formula E, sorry, you're split into two groups. The top four from each group advance. Then you do a 1v1 against someone from the other group the winner of that does another 1v1 and the winner of that goes into a final 1v1 it's so it's in- like 
it's basically like the World Cup or the Euros. You're in basically, a group. Basically, yeah. Ma- in... That's stupid. Doing yeah, that every it, week. But they're going to do that every weekend and it's going to take like four hours probably. That's craziness. Why don't you just have a qualifying first? session? Yeah, exactly. Who goes first for these qualifying laps as well is going to have <laughs> a huge disadvantage because of how dusty Formula E tracks are. Yeah, it sounds it, like when you're a kid and you just make up random games with your mates. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> just gimmicks upon gimmicks in Formula yeah. E and that's, I think, where I struggle with it a little bit more there. But... Yeah, I think that's going to round us out, though, Jamie, this week. Anything else from you to add? I don't think so. That's no? That's be everything. No. We'll be back next week, then, uh, with maybe some more Formula 1 news. Maybe we'll do a track tier list. Probably won't do that again, because we've just no. done it. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we'll be back next week with more Knowing Wheel. Of course, we'll do a bit more of a winter rundown and see if anything... Uh, you know, Hamilton confirms his retirement, and then we look like mugs for the last two weeks. Yep. But thank you all, as always, so much for watching slash listening. If you have enjoyed, do make sure you subscribe or hit follow. I want to say a quick thank you for 36,000 subscribers as well. Uh, we're getting ever closer to 50k, which is, of course, my goal by the end of the year. But yeah, we'll be back very, very soon with more Knowing Wheel.